This is the Loud Pedal Podcast with Chris Stubbs and Lee Holdsworth. G'day, g'day and welcome to the post-Gold Coast edition of the Loud Pedal Podcast brought to you by Super Cheap Bordeaux. I'm Chris Stubbs, great to have your company. Lee Holdsworth alongside me, mate. Don't worry, you still have a job. The MotoGP yeah. one was was just a once-off. I thought Chris Vermeulen had taken my job, mate. So thanks for having me back. Never. When it's four wheels, it's all yours. When it's two <laughs> wheels, Chris will jump in. Uh, we've got heaps ahead for you. The latest man to secure his future, and it will be in a Mustang. Andre Heimgartner will join us. And Gold Coast winner, the villain-turned-hero. Who would have thought? Shane Van Gisbergen. Plenty to chat about with both boys. And we look ahead to the final round of the Enduros. The penultimate event for the season, the Sandown 500. Don't forget the regular segments. Lee is ready to go. Who's in the firing line this week as he unloads in the lethal weapon? And Andre will tell us who is the most famous name in his phone. Let's get into it. Did you know Super Cheap Auto are cheaper or they'll beat it? If you find a cheaper price online or in another store for an identical item, they'll beat it. Andre Heimgartner, welcome to the show and congratulations. Thanks, mate. Good to be, good to be on the show. Um, yeah. Pretty happy. I've sort of known for a little while, but yeah, it's great to be out there. And you know, it's uh, never fun. Everyone asking five seconds of what you're doing, and you have to sort of make up some uh, lie. But yeah, good to be out there and um, to secure, you know, a, a couple years um, or whatever it is will be, um, you know, a big relief for me. We all know what it's like when it comes to this time of the year. You're always fretting over what's going to happen, and um, yeah, it's just good to have it done. Did you have concerns? Were there other offers? Did you look around? Um, yeah, there's definitely other offers from a few teams, um, but at the end of the day, it was a priority just to stay where I am. Um, as we all know, continuity is a big thing, and um, to work with my engineer, this is the third year working with him, it's um, you just learn so much about each other, how each other operates, and just little things like at Bathurst with miscommunications and stuff, and you just learn so much year to year, and it's good to be able to take that forward. Yeah, um, Andre, first of all, congrats from me as well. Uh, I think it's great to see you get another another gig for next year because you've had a, a ripper year. Um, you know, you've had a podium at Phillip Island and been very strong, you know, up against um, pretty strong teammate and or a few teammates. So you've got Rick there who's always been strong and you've been um, neck and neck with him. So I think it's fantastic. Um, is there something that's sort of, apart from the uh, the engineering relationship, is there something that's sort of tweaked um, you know, with with understanding uh, what you need out of the car, and and obviously that relationship with your with your uh, your engineer. Yeah, it's a funny one. It's uh, everyone's sort of asked me that question why all of a sudden is you know starting to go good, but I think it's just a combination of things for me. It's I'm not what I'd say as a naturally gifted person as such, um, in in the sense that I, I you know have never dri- dri- jumped into a car and been okay. You know, I'm winning trophies and championships. It's always been something I've had to work at, and that's something I realised um, quite early on, and definitely throughout the last sort of six or seven years, going out of the sport, coming back, and I had to rethink a lot of things, and to sort of come back and have to work really hard. I've been able to build up obviously my experience and a lot of things outside of the car that have slowly come together. So it's not necessarily one element of it. It's not um, a fitness side. It's not, I suppose, the engineering side or the car. Um, it's just everything coming together, a team believing, having the belief in you, giving the, you the equipment, the opportunity, the the surroundings and the belief to sort of go that step forward. And um, yeah, it all just comes together a bit. So we're not there yet. Haven't haven't won anything yet, uh, as James pointed out. But, <laughs> <laughs> but we're, uh, yeah, uh, we're getting there. I think we're making good progress. I'm very happy where I am at this stage. We'll get to JC in a minute. Uh the Mustang, when, when did you know that was coming into Kelly Racing and was that a factor in deciding to stay there? It was only very recently, actually, because 
there's been a lot of issues to sort out. It's not just sorting out the, the actual car, I suppose. Um, it's more the engine and all that sort of stuff. As you know, it's a massive investment. These engines aren't cheap. And there's a very limited way you can um, obtain them. Obviously, Penske don't mm. give out their engines. Uh, PRA have theirs. Um, but obviously, well within the right, they are, are priced quite high. And um, if you, you don't want to make that investment, you sort of have to go down the route of making your own, which is another <laughs> big, mm. big headache. So they've had to sort all that out. And as it only actually got confirmed to us um, a few days before it actually got announced. So. Yeah, Kelly Racing, four cars down to two. I think that'll be... I think that'll be a good thing for the team. You know, Kelly Racing have a great um, facility down there. They've got everything they need. Uh, four cars has been a struggle for the team, and, and I think downsizing to two will be a good thing. So do you see are the staff, all the staff staying, or are there a lot, a lot of staff um, sort of, you know, getting the, the marching orders at the end of the year? As you could imagine, having two cars, <laughs> a lot less people needed, but I think they're going to try and facilitate some other some other things like they're doing TCR at the moment. You never know, they might do a DVS program. So there's opportunities there for the, the, the workers. I've actually been quite good about it. The way Todd's handled it has been amazing. He's gone and seen every person, understood what everyone wants and uh, made it very transparent. So yeah, definitely there'll be a bit of a cutting back there. But I think for the team to be successful, it almost definitely needs to be two cars. I suppose economy of scale of four cars is, is a better thing. Um, but a lot of the time it doesn't work out like that with the sponsors not paying, all these complications, headaches, having to have more commercial staff, all the rest of it. So I think it's good to scale back to two. And as we've, as we've seen, that's the most successful model. Um, so hopefully, yeah, we can start applying that, um, get get a closer-knit team as well, I think is important, and, yeah, push on. Yeah. It means, obviously, that there's no Simona or Gary at Kelly Racing next year. Do you feel for those guys, and how's the relationship there? Yeah, definitely it's sad when they have to... Um, go somewhere else. I hope they get drives elsewhere. Um, I think, yeah, obviously Gary's been rumoured to be going to Matt Stone, I think, or something like that. Yeah. So, um, yeah, it'll be good that they get the opportunity. But, yeah, sad to see those two go. Breaking the news here. Breaking the news <laughs> on the loud pedal there. there you go. Always, always. <laughs> I'm no official source. So I, <laughs> I love the four of the two that you said for the next couple of years or multi-years or whatever, whatever the deal actually is. We did, did, did pick up on that one. Uh, what is the goal for next year then? What do you think is, is possible? More, more podiums, I, I mm. assume, is, is where you think the bar is? Well, no one has a glass ball. I think yeah. at the end of the year, everything's getting re-homologated um, aero-wise. So the Mustang might not have advantage if they have one at the moment. So... Um, yeah, it's it's definitely a year that I'd like to hopefully get a bit further up, but obviously everyone else has the same plan, so we'll just uh, yeah see what we can do. I love that you added that if they have an advantage because you're sitting next to <laughs> a Mustang <laughs> driver and you might well, have hit a did, raw nerve. Did you guys watch Gold Coast on the weekend? <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty sure the top four were all Holdens. Ali. <laughs> um, let's talk about the Gold Coast, Andre. It seems uh, like you've stepped under a ladder at the moment. You're having a bit of yeah. bad luck. Uh, talk to us, or maybe not bad luck. James Courtney, talk us through the incident and give us your take. Yeah, I'd never like to talk bad about anyone, especially in a public forum, so I'm not going to say too much about it. But, um, yeah, it's pretty disappointing what happened. Obviously, being put in the fence and in that style is obviously not, not nice. And um, and I think you know that they made the right decision giving him a drive-through, and I saw him and Beardo sort of arguing out the back after. So I think, um, you know, that's just sort of how James is, I think. And um, he's racing hard. He's doing what he does. But, um, yeah, it's pretty disappointing the way it ended and the way he sort of carried on in the media. Can you give us a rundown of what actually happened and whether there was something in the lead-up to it that sort of, you know, um, blew up blew up at the end, you know, whether there was contact before that or anything like that? Yeah, so he obviously had, he had better tyres. I was sort of aware that he's coming. Um, I got sort of bottled up coming into that 
that first chicane and um, he caught up a lot. And then in the middle of the corner, just as we're exiting the corner, I got I nailed in the rear um, and the car was sort of sideways. And then I get managed to gather that up and I'm like, oh, that was fairly average. And then, yeah, follow, continued down the road and, um, you know, he may have had a little bit of overlap. And, um, yeah, and then just I got hit. I was a bit sideways. I'm like, oh, okay, well, hopefully he backs out now so we can – you know, avoid a massive accident, but he actually kept his foot in it the whole way, which you got to admire his commitment to, the, <laughs> to that. I mean, I, I personally wouldn't, you know, drive someone in the fence. His, his commit commitment to, that. to putting you yeah. into the wall. <laughs> he must really hate me that much, but um, yeah, it, yeah, the whole thing was unfortunate and un, unneeded. Um, he had better tyres, and um, you know, you could say I, I, I could should have just let him go, or whatever. But you know, I'm not just going to let someone go. I'm going to race them, and um, yeah, it is what it is. But yeah, it's fairly disappointing. What happened after the race? Did you give him some kind of finger gesture in pit lane, or that's the rumor? No, well, I, I actually gave him the thumbs up <laughs> when he's coming down pit lane. But <laughs> what did it, what did the thumbs up actually mean, though? Oh, you, everyone knows. <laughs> but you, you're a bit emotional with that stuff. But I'm the type of person you know will uh, have argument. You know, you go out the back, punch on, and then an hour later, yeah, it's all it's all done. You move on, um, and you know, I hope he's moved on now. Make your first. Uh, race win and all the much sweeter, wouldn't it? That's a pretty. <laughs> what did you make of that, Lee? When JC said, so if, he, if, he's, "If he's going to have a go, I mean, have a go. Don't like that's like a, good work. You've figured out I haven't won a race." Yeah, yeah I, I think <laughs> it, I think it's a little unfair. I mean, Andre, you know, Kelly Racing haven't been in a position to win races, um, you know, the last few mm. years while Andre's been there. So, and I think Andre's done a great job. So I think it's a bit unfair to say that he hasn't won a race yet because. You know, he hasn't had the opportunities, I don't think, that, that JC has. Um, so, yeah. Um, anyway, we'll move on. We'll and... move on. <laughs> <laughs> fair enough, fair enough. First lap incident uh, on Sunday as well left, left you damaged. So it was just all round. It was a bit of a shocker for a car mm. that seems to have some pace. Yeah, it was pretty disappointing also. Bathurst, we are mm. on for a good result there too. And things happen there. So, um, yeah, it's been, it's been frustrating a lot from a championship point of view as well. We're seeing... Um, 12th there and been working away at it all year and had three pretty bad results as a whole. So, um, yeah, it's pretty disappointing um, and a lot of it not my own fault. Um, obviously, Bathurst sort of was, but, um, yeah, we'll we'll push on. And it's just, you, I suppose you learn so much from these point, these things. And Gold Coast, I've never really gone that well. I had good luck there. Yep. So, um, yeah, it's just one of those things, I think. This is your first multi-year deal. Mm. How important was that? for you do you feel now like you've made it like you can just breathe a little easier yeah but it's um sort of the situation where you got to put your foot down harder now (laughs) since you got that stability um and all that sort of stuff you really got to make make it work so um it's it's good from point of view i'm not not getting to the end of next year wondering what i'm doing lee knows all about that and a lot of us do um in any sport any job it's always a, a terrible time. You're juggling new off, uh, new opportunities versus the ones you've got, trying to get people to commit, and it's a very stressful time, and it can affect your driving a lot. Um, so to not have that burden is good, but you don't want to fall into a, a place of complacency where you're sort of backing off and um, not training, not sort of trying hard, and then you kick into gear again. Come, you know, contract, contract time. time. <laughs> I think the best thing about it is you can look, you can you can have a two year plan now. Uh, and and mm. you can build on it each year. You know that you know coming into next year, you don't like you said, you don't have to worry about what's happening at the end of the year. You can build on that, and and there it definitely does play with you a little bit with your decision making in the car. Whether you whether you put a move on, which 
you know, is, is a bit touch and go. And if it doesn't come off, you, you slip down in the championship. And whether you play the conservative card and just get the points um, because, you know, you, you're out there to get results so that you got to drive next year. So I think um, it, it, it's a great thing for your mind mindset. Good thing for you, Andre, that it was all done before the last couple of rounds, hey, because uh, <laughs> it has it's hit you in terms of the championship, hasn't it? But it's, it is tight in that area. Yeah, definitely. It's been all oh year in that middle pack. It's been a good, good fight. Um, from almost eighteenth backwards, it's been covered by two hundred or less points. Yeah. So, um, yeah, come this enduro season with the massive points we do have, um, yeah, it was easy to go either way. Unfortunately, yeah. <laughs> the wrong way. What about sponsors for next year? Will yeah. there be new people, same people? How's that coming together? What will the car look like? They're all piecing it together at the moment. It's looking pretty exciting. Uh, maybe some new people coming on board. Some existing ones staying. Um, but yeah, it'll be all pretty exciting. And as you saw, Rick's car will look pretty yeah. good as well with Castrol. It's cool seeing Castrol um, on a Mustang and um, yeah, it'll be interesting to see what that ends up like. When do you get to sit in it for the first time? Do you know yet? I'm not sure. There'll be a shakedown test, obviously. Um, they're building one new car at the moment and the other one will be a, tra- a transformed Ultima, I suppose. So um not sure. I think I'll get the second hand one. But oh, that's really? that. <laughs> Why is that? But that, that's no drama. That's yeah. how the cookie crumbles. You so. didn't get that in the contract? <laughs> no. no. But I think it's just a cost-saving cost, uh, thing, as you could imagine, having to do new wiring looms, everything for two cars. It's a very expensive process. So, What tips would you give Andre for handling a Mustang? From, from you having changed makes yourself, what, what style, what does Andre need to think do about? Do I need to do some more neck training for the G-forces? <laughs> <or>? <laughs> Um, look, I, I don't think there's, you know, it, it's really a team thing. You know, the guys that have been running the Mustangs this year of, of, you know, it's been Penske and, and Tickford obviously who have been, you know, they, Tickford, uh, sorry, Penske won the team's championship last year. Um, and, uh, well they won't, sorry, they won the driver's championship and they, and Tickford came third in the, in the team's championship. So there's been some pretty good teams running them. Um, I think that you'll find that there won't be too much difference at all apart from maybe some gains from, um, you might get some, well, we're doing the aero again anyway, yeah. but if he was to jump in one now, you might get some gains out of the, uh, the aero platform. Um, I don't think that it's more aero, but it's just probably in different places. So we got quite good stability on entry. Um, so it's about developing your car for what you got. And, and I think that the, the team, the way they develop their cars, it's more about that than, than the actual, uh, than the brand itself. And to have Ford, performance as part of that now with Kelly's like that's that's a pretty cool opportunity as well isn't it, to be involved in that sort of brain power yeah it's pretty awesome I met with Edsel Ford um at Gold Coast so it was yeah, pretty cool, cool experience that cool. That. yeah it's cool that is there and they had his own little Swede and everything but yeah I've had a bit to do with Ford over the years obviously raced the Pro Drive which was a Ford but um I did quite a lot of launching for a lot of their Mustangs and all sorts of stuff over the last sort of six, seven years. So it's sort of cool to reunite with that brand a bit. And, um, yeah, it's an exciting program. They're always pushing. They've got some cool road cars, some new stuff coming online all the time. So, Lee, tell us about your weekend at the Gold Coast. It was pretty uh, solid results, kept it clean. How'd you find it? Yeah, it was good. Yeah, we we it was nice to roll in on my 200th round yes. and, you know, obviously wanted a good, good result there. And um, I've always... I've, I've generally been quite quick at the street circuit. So it was nice to roll out at Gold Coast and we were quick all weekend. We didn't quite, I don't feel like we capitalised on our weekend as much as um, the potential that we had. But, 
you know, we, we could have been on for a top three. Um, would have been nice to come home with a surfboard, but everyone wanted one of them. Um, but, you know, to bring home two top sixes and, and finish uh, overall fifth for the weekend, I think was, was pretty solid. Um, and it, it's, again, uh, we're building on our consistency and speed, and, and that's getting stronger every round. So I was happy to build on that and, and get a better understanding of the car. Um, I think there's a couple of areas where we know where we went wrong with it. Um, which probably cost us a couple of positions in qualifying. And, you know, Randall did a, a good job as well. He was, he was solid. Uh, so, yeah, I, I, was, I was pretty pleased with the way it went. Um, looking forward to Sandown now to try and get the, the uh, illustrious trophy I've been trying to get all year because we've, we've missed a couple of opportunities this year. I think mathematically you can still win the Pertec Enduro Cup as well. I can't find the points anywhere. Have you got them handy? Cause I think you can. I'm what are we, sure fifth or sixth yeah, or something? You're still in it. Okay, yeah, all right. Hear that, Randall? We're coming, <laughs> We're coming mate. Yeah, Let's get ready. <laughs> uh, how was the 200? That is, that is a cool cool milestone for you. And You had all the family there. It was really cool, yeah, especially to have the family there. You know, Alana, Ava and Riley were on the grid both days. And um, to, to see those guys um, there and there's so much support there from the, from them and I couldn't do it without their support. So it was really special to have them on the grid and, and watching the round. They were next to me, you know, for the whole race, you know, my young bloke was tugging on, on my, on my arm, trying to get me to go and get him an ice cream and stuff during the race. Um, but yeah, it was, it was really cool. And it's, it's a huge achievement. You know, I'm, I'm really proud of being in the sport for that long. And, um, you know, I've been through the ringer and back and, and now I feel like I'm on the comeback trail. So um, yeah, all positive and uh, hopefully I'm there for a lot longer. Yeah, it's, it's pretty cool to see as someone someone else, obviously the last sort of six or years, he's been struggling um, at his previous situation. So it's sort of cool to see the rebirth and he's obviously going good now. And, you know, Townsville was pretty cool being on the front row and stuff. So it's pretty, you know, in my garage especially, <laughs> no one really knows, but we're all cheering when you almost got that pole. We're like, come on, Lee, get <laughs> Cheers, it done. <laughs> it's just cool to see someone, you know, obviously struggle. And then obviously you, you never lost it. It's just sort of, well, sometimes, you know, people think, oh, you just lost it, but you don't lose it. Just. Yeah, 100%. And, and th- there's definitely a bit of confidence building after being through the struggles as well. So you know, um, uh, when, when you're kicked, when you're down and out, it, it does hurt and, and it takes a while to build back that momentum and the confidence. And that's taken a while this year, but you know, also I've had to build a relationship with my engineer, my new team and everything. So all that's coming together now. And I feel like we we'll, we'll, uh, we'll finish the year on a real high and hopefully, you know, for the next few years, if, I, if I'm around, that we'll, uh, you know, we'll be we'll be kicking goals. Well, that's the question. We've talked to Andre about his future, and that's another one that is signed, sealed, delivered. Where are you at, mate? Uh, look, we're in the process of, of chatting all of, about that, and things are looking really positive. So, hopefully, um, hopefully, I'll, I'll have some good news soon. You'll announce it here. Oh. Yeah, it'd only be natural, wouldn't it? Exactly. (laughs) This is where all the big news is broken, isn't it? That's exactly right. Andre Sandown, for you and for Newcastle, how do you think the uh, Ultima lines up there and what are the expectations? Well, this year I've never really known going to any track how it's going to be just with how everything is. But last year I went pretty well there, qualified sixth. um, And I think it will suit our our car, especially with the new aero stuff we've got. But um, you never know, it could be 20th, so... Um, but Newcastle as well was strong for me last year, um, was in the 10 both days. So, um, yeah, we never know, but that, that's, that's a strong end of the year is definitely what we want. And I think it will happen. 
Andre, congratulations once again, and thanks Cheers. heaps for being part of the show. We've enjoyed thanks, buddy. chatting. Thank you. Cheers. All right, our next guest is Shane Van Gisbergen. Before we get to Shane, though, almost remiss of me, I've done it again. Andre, give us the most famous name in your phone. Well, I don't think there's one particular one, but definitely um, if I would have looked at my phone list probably 15 years ago when I was in school in New Zealand and saw that Frosty, um, Lowndes, all those names as, as contacts in my phone, I thought, you know, that'd be pretty special, especially Murph, being watching <laughs> him around the joint. So um, to have that phone list for me is pretty cool. Murph. He'll love that. <laughs> Good stuff, mate. It's cool that you are now a part of that pack and uh, quite often in front of the guys that you just said. So well done and thanks again. Thank you. All right, Shane Van Gisbergen. Our winner on Sunday. Congratulations on the Gold Coast, mate. Uh, well done. How were the celebrations? Hey, team. Yeah, it was pretty awesome weekend for us, man. Like the both days to get a one-two in both directions. That's a, that's a perfect team weekend. So everyone on our team was pretty pumped. Got to ask the podium celebration. The uh, the man that uh, made the most of the moment. Did you know what was going on there? What was your reaction to that? <laughs> yeah, well, he was meant to give out the team trophy, and he came on to our step of the podium and and tried to give it to us. We said, no, 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 that's Shippy. <laughs> and he said, oh, am I supposed to be up here? <laughs> yeah, you're all right, mate. <laughs> he loved Stay it, did he? <laughs> I <laughs> thought he was going to do a shoey up there or so. <laughs> <laughs> I think he was waiting for us to offer him one. <laughs> Mate, the uh, the champagne celebrations as, as well, was that your idea to get the uh, get them in synchronisation? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I seen Chris Meese do that a little while ago on his Instagram and I thought, oh, that'd be fun to do one day. And I thought, I, I thought I'd just in the spur of the moment at Bathurst and then... Yeah, stepped it up at Gold Coast. So it looked pretty cool on the Sunday there when we all did that. <laughs> it did look pretty cool, but we were in the garage underneath. It sounded like a bomb went off. <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe they don't break. Yeah. Yeah, well, that's what I was going to say. How many times did you have to practice and how many did you break before it worked? Or had you not even tried it before Bathurst? No, I never tried. I just picked it up and had a go. So you, you gave it a good That nudge. could have gone horribly wrong. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, mate, got to ask, what was the secret to the weekend? Uh, you, you guys have been really building. I think the pace has been quite evident over the last few events, but it's, it's really gelled. Why? What's happened? Has there been a change or something that's, that's clicked? Oh, obviously, our era's got, got better, and I think, I think we're on par there. Maybe better in some areas, but still weaker in others, um, for sure. But definitely a street circuit. Um, no high-speed corners, and that new aero flick-up we got um, really helps our stability into the corners. So, for sure, we had a lot of confidence. Um, so, yeah, but we're always good on street tracks, always good at that track. So, certainly um, knew we were in for a good weekend. Yeah, I think, obviously, the AAA cars are always really strong over the kerbs, and we knew they would be strong there. So, uh, yeah, it was what we thought, what we thought would happen. So it was a pretty hard time for us trying to chase down the triple eight cars. But, um, Hey Shane, with the, with the crash with Scotty on the, uh, on the, on the Saturday, um, pretty horrific crash. And it was, it was really cool to see you jump out, um, and, and try and help out. I, I think you were one of the last on the scene. So you sort of, you were able to jump out with not too much danger. Um, what what was your take yep. on it when you got there? How, how did you feel when you saw it? And did you know it had happened or, or was it something that you were only aware of when you came out of the corner? Yeah, I only knew how big it was when I got there. Um, I got told it was just crash at turn one, be careful or something like that. And as I came around the corner, I saw it was a Dick Johnson car and I, I saw how far it was from the corner mm. on its side. That's when I knew it was a, 
was a huge shunt. So didn't know which one of the two it was, but there was no one there when the time I came around. So yeah, thought I'd thought I'd stop and and help out. Um, but yeah, as soon as I stopped, the the fireys were there and all the all the volunteers and everything doing doing their job well and and they helped. But um, man, I remember his eyes when he got out. You know, his eyes. I've never seen anyone with eyes like that. Yeah. It was unreal. He was shaking and he was not not in a good way. You know, that was yeah. a rattled his brain. I think the way his head bobbled around in the seat. So it was a huge shunt. Did you know that at that point you were safe to to stop, or was there some some risk for you still? Were there still cars around, or were you the last in the queue? Oh, I don't even think about that stuff, man. You know, it was red flag. Everyone's going slow. Yeah, I just pulled to the side and and did what I could you know there's a mate mate in that car that could have been hurt so I, I just ran I would have done it for anyone run out there and and try and help out and and you'd hope your fellow competitors do the same if they see you in that situation have you had any dialogue with him since yeah yeah we were racing on the computer yesterday so <laughs> it was, um, he's all good now he, he um Sunday night he was out of hospital sending me a couple of texts as well so He's all good. I saw you were faster than him too. So is he still is he still suffering from a bit of concussion or? <laughs> Must be it. That's probably his excuse. <laughs> hey boys, I don't know who wants to answer this, but why do you think Scott was pushing so hard? It's just the lead, just the natural instinct of a of a racer. He's got this lead in the championship that really it's only something like this that's going to make him lose the title. So wouldn't you just where the margin ferry is so small on the Gold Coast? Can you not be conservative or it just doesn't work like that? I think he's been pretty public in saying that he wasn't going to play the conservative card. And, and with that bigger buffer in the championship, he had the opportunity to, to push hard. And especially with Bathurst behind him, another haul of points uh, coming into Goldie. You know, it's tough at the best of times. But when you push over the limit, something's going to go wrong. And, um, you know, I, I think it was actually, it, it, was, a, it was a good sign that, that he isn't out there just to run and get points. And that that's really cool to see. But, you know, um, it was a big crash. Uh, I think, I don't know whether there's anything playing on from from Bathurst, just trying to prove that, you know, he's he's still out there and he, he wants to win the race just to prove that that one wasn't, um, wasn't given to him or anything like that. Um, yeah, huge crash and um, no one likes to see that. Like Shane said, you know, we all, we're all concerned about everyone's health and well-being and... Um, yeah, but you can see that he's pushing hard still, which is which is great. Shane, what do you think about the the shocky landing up on the uh, up on the balcony? <laughs> if, if that's exactly what what happened, is we have no reason to doubt what the guys there on the balcony are saying. Well, once I got he got out and he was all right. I went to have a look. What springs was in the thing? But <laughs> they, they were gone. <laughs> uh, Roland would love that. No, just, just kidding. I didn't think about that. You needed your phone. Yeah. <laughs> I wouldn't know what I'm looking at anyway. Uh, Lee, I mean, he hasn't even been declared fit to race yet, and I'm assuming the car, if they get it rebuilt in time, there'll be no shakedown. There won't be time. For that, it's actually going to make it quite hard for him at Sandown, isn't it? Yeah, well, you know, I've been in situations in the past where if you don't get a shakedown, some dramas happen with the electrical system or something like that. And but I think that team is, you know, it's very professional, and I think they'll they'll wheel out a car that's on the pace and with no dramas. But yeah, there will always be that concern on whether everything's been a hundred percent put together right. That uh, looks to me like from the photo that I saw that they were building something that was 
nowhere near complete, you know, and it was going to, it's going to be night and day work to get that thing done. Um, so yeah, there'll be a little bit of concern for them, I think. And, um, but no doubt they'll wheel out a quick car. Shane, talk to us about Saturday and the, the team orders. And initially you said it was a, it was a bit of a stink. How does that go down when you're told that you to stay where you are, et cetera? Oh yeah, obviously in the car at heat in the moment when you first get told, yeah, it hurts a little bit when you've got a huge tire advantage and, but, you know, as soon as you get out after and get things explained, you know, the bigger picture is so much bigger, you know. At the end of the day, you're one person in a, a cog of, you know, 50, 60 people. So it's um, it's not all about you. And, and at the time, yeah, I was like, oh, I know. But, you know, I was playing rear gunner in case, you know, Jamie had pretty old tyres. And then the next day it was the same. You know, my tyres were old. I took an early stop to sacrifice it for Jamie a little bit and then he was able to defend with the good tyres so it was a proper proper team weekend and you know when you look back afterward how it played out I think it was done pretty well but yeah we obviously needed to brief ourselves better on what was happening in those situations because you aren't in a privileged situation like that where you can control the race one two both days so um, yeah it's pretty hard to get that stuff right. 36 points ahead of Jamie and Craig for the Pertec Enduro Cup. What would another title there mean for you? And perhaps you can re- return a favour and uh, help you to win that trophy. Yeah, well, this year, as we know, it's been tough for us at the start of the year. So certainly that's our goal at the moment, to win that Pertec trophy and then also the team's championship. Yeah. So uh, we're both in a good shot for, for the Pertec Cup and then the team's one as well is certainly within reach. So... Yeah, it's um, hopefully going to end our year on a positive note. So is that the focus now, Shane, that, you know, you guys are only 132 points behind with almost uh, 1,250 points up for grabs for the team's championship for the rest of the year. Is that now the focus for you guys to really push hard and and help each other, um, you know, take home that trophy? 100%. Definitely, for some reason, I think Fabian's been struggling a little bit lately, so that's helping us claw back a lot of points. And I think it would have been pretty close, even if it wasn't for the Bathurst penalty, we were still shooting for it. So yeah, it's um, even more on now. So yeah, we'll we'll be having a crack. That's for sure. And I know you love talking about this, Shane, you could still win the championship. (laughs) (laughs) Next question. Uh, I I actually almost (laughs) written down on my piece of paper here. He he will say next question. It's what he says every time. I shouldn't have even gone there. Hey, um, have you learned anything off, off GT this year? Yeah, no, it's been, been a lot of fun. I, um, you know, sort of friends with them anyway, like we get along, get pretty good, but yeah, it's been really enjoyable and, and the effort he's put in, you know, could have been a shock or would have been a shock for him this year to lose his ride so late, but he's just dug in, come to a lot of races, entrenched himself in the team and, you know, and he's a pretty fun guy to be around, actually. So, yeah, fair bit of banter, which is good. But um, just just his approach to Bathurst, you know, um, the Thursday, you know, the track was getting better and better. And then I, I think it rained Thursday night or rained overnight, something like that. And our car was just crap on the Friday. But, you know, it was just keeping a cool head, not, not panicking. And, you know, we didn't even change the car from there and let the track come back to us and, Normally, I would have panicked a bit and tried to chase the track, but, you know, his experience really showed through there. And, you know, I don't think we changed the car from Thursday afternoon until after the race. You know, it was it was um, pretty pretty different to see how he works. And, 
um, yeah, he's he's a real champion and, and, yeah, learning a lot off him. Yeah, he's been a great – you guys have been a great combo there, Shane, and I believe he's winning mm. the co-driver cup. Uh-huh, the <laughs> so yeah, yeah. He's going all right, but – there's an illegal betting ring there, I think. <laughs> Tell me I, about it. For some, he's good at wording up Shippy because for some reason he's always got better tyres than I do. <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, Shane, you, you came out publicly supporting Stanaway uh, after yeah. his um, him being stood down for the weekend from GRM. Um, what, what's your take on that? Yeah. Where, where do you think – what do you think the problem there is with Stanaway and, and uh, why are you getting behind him? Well, he's a mate of mine, you know, you stick up for your friends. But um, obviously there's more to it than the media stuff. I don't yeah. really know too much of it. But obviously there's more to it than one signing session. But maybe mm. that's tipped Gary over the edge. You, you know I'm better than I do, Gary. But mm. um, for sure, you know, Richie's got more talent than anyone. And, and um, you know, it's just unlocking it and having the right attitude about it. And, you know, it's trying to... I gave, gave him a good chat on, I think it was Monday or Tuesday, Tuesday, I think, and about what to do next and how to approach it. And, you know, he hasn't done what I suggested. But anyway, um, hopefully hopefully someone gets through to him and he, and he, you know, gets to show what he really wants. And I think he'll be in the series next year. Sounds positive, but certainly some changes need to be made because it'll be three years in a row same thing, you know. You need to, yeah. need a little bit of an attitude adjustment and man he'll be he'll be as quick as anyone but i'm sort of running out of ideas in that sense you've you've been in a position yourself i guess where where things with the team wrapped up and and the future seemed unclear at least to to the rest of us and do you think you've you've learned that you've been there and done that haven't you in many ways is that why you you feel that you can give him that sort of advice and and you hope that he'd listen to it yeah well i was probably in a similar position in the media stuff with media stuff back in, in those days. And, you know, probably a year out of the series would have been pretty good for me as well, you know. Um, but thankfully at Techno, we didn't have to do much media stuff and I could just focus on driving the car and I grew in that way and, and started changing, I think, as a person. But, um, yeah, it's it's bloody hard and I don't know, don't know where I'm going with this, but <laughs> the media stuff... Well, you don't like it, do you? Now. Naturally, it's not something that you look for or that, or that you enjoy. But at Red Bull, there's a high expectation yeah. of, of what you'll do. Have you have you got your head around yeah. that now and grappled with it? You seem far more at ease chatting yeah. to the journos. Yeah, well, naturally, I'm not an outgoing person with that stuff. And, and you know, and back to Richie, he's the same. But if you get on the bears with Richie or ha- have him one-on-one, he's an awesome dude and talks more than anyone and actually smiles. You know, but <laughs> it's hard. Yeah. It's hard when you got all this pressure and knowing what people have expect of you to say not only say the right thing but show your personality in doing it. So mm. yeah, certainly I'm no no expert at it, but you get more and more comfortable. But as I said the other day for Richie, like you go to Europe and that's probably why I love Europe. You don't do any media; you just drive the car and and you know hang out with your sponsor every now and then. But really, it's all about you and just driving. So coming here that you know, way more part of your job doing doing the media stuff, the fan appearances and all that. And it takes a long time to get used to. Yeah, I, th- I think Richie's obviously got a lot of potential and, and massive talent. Mm-hmm. You know, he's shown that overseas. And, and even in 2017 as a co-driver, he showed mm-hmm. massive potential. Yep, yep. Um, so something's not working for him, um, you know, uh, with his mindset or, or something like that. But um, 
I think yep. in terms of what what happened with Gary on the weekend, that was Gary proving a point. You know, that was that was him saying, "This is the way I run my team. If you're not going to put in the effort, the discipline, then you know, there's someone else yep. waiting here for yeah. for the drive as well. There's plenty others lining up, ready to ready to step in and give it their all. And and I think it'll be a bit of a wake up call, definitely to Richie. Uh, and, and I think I, I would, I think that he will come back with a bit of a different attitude and, um, and certainly, you know, if he's going to be in the series next year, he'll be, he'll be trying to put his best foot forward yeah. for the rest of the year. Well, I agree with, with Shane in many ways. I hadn't had a lot to do with, with Richie, but I had a sit down interview with him about his neck a couple of months back, totally changed my view on him. Like uh, Shane said, you get him mm. one-on-one and we had, we had a great chat and had good fun. Uh, Shane, you mentioned there about overseas Europe. I feel like I haven't seen you yep. overseas as much this year. What, what's the future look like for you yep. next year there? Yeah, obviously the dates are real good next year. So I'll try and get back to um, Asia again. Um, we'll be doing that as well with, with Triple Eight. So do that for the second year, but um, not much conflict. So love to get back to America and, and Europe again, working on that. But the big one for me is Le Mans. Like that's the first time that hasn't clashed in years. So, yeah, that's that's on my bucket list to do that race. So I'm, you know, busy emailing people, texting people, trying to trying to get a drive there. It would be great to do. Next year, you're off contract, as is most of the lane. We haven't even wrapped up this silly season, but straightforward for you, is it just to stay with Triple Eight? That's that's the plan. Oh, exactly. You know, yeah. it's an awesome team, awesome place. I'm I'm really happy where I am. So yeah, hopefully it's um, a formality and we can just just carry on. Um, you know, it's always Always a fun, fun place to be. Sandown, last year, Triple Eight smashed yep. it out of the ballpark, sweep or swept the podium. Why? What is it about that yep. place that you guys have got dialed in? Yeah, no, no idea. Um, obviously, our shocks are good, which is why we're good on the on the street tracks. And Sandown can be pretty bumpy with big curbs. Um, this year would be interesting. You know, last year we could take off all the wing we wanted and get the straight line, but. With this last aero upgrade, we're pretty much always on minimum wing. So, Sandown being all straight, we can't take as much wing off as we used to. So, that's probably... I'm probably giving too much away there, but yeah. <laughs> so, um, we won't Roll, have Roland does listen. Roll, so, be careful. Yeah. Roland's a listener. <laughs> yeah, we won't have as much of a straight line advantage as we had done in previous years. So, it'll be interesting to see um, what difference that makes. Is it a bit like a GT3 car now, mate? It's closer to what you guys have. Yeah. <laughs> we're we're yeah. definitely more equal in the straights. You know, we definitely had a straight line advantage. Yeah. Um, but we're closer in the corners. But the front stuff did nothing for us. We got no front. So, really, we're just taking all the rear off to balance it. So, they've done it a bit the wrong way under the car there. But yeah, I definitely feel like it's closer than it's ever been. Do you have your head around the format at Sandown this year? There's been another tweak. Oh. Yeah, no, I haven't even read it yet. <laughs> Lee? I, to be honest, I haven't either. <laughs> I'm trying to get over Gold Coast to it. <laughs> yeah, it's a bit like yeah. that. Um, well, we've got the qualifying races that this year are actually races. So you get points, race one, co-drivers, race two. A bit like how it used to be. Yeah, yeah so similar, in, but oh, you're yeah. actually getting points for it for it this year. 50 points for both races on the on the Saturday. Um, and then, of course, 250 And the points. co-driver scores for you again or not? Yes. Uh, actually, that's a good question. You've got me on that one. So it's a I know it's 50, 50 point points. Weekend. Yeah, but whether yeah. the 50 points goes to 
the co-driver only mm. or to you. I think it's for the co-driver only. Don't quote me on that. Retro round. What's up your sleeve, Shane? We did that at Bathurst. So you're not doing anything this week? I don't think so, no. Lee, uh, you guys got anything up your sleeve? I'm not sure Bottolo do a retro livery. Uh, not sure. Not sure. Um, I'd like to see yeah, something. Yeah, Reynolds did it with the 52D, remember? Oh, he did cool. too. He did too, yeah. Oh, we'll have to wait and see. <laughs> Are you guys, uh, Shane, you're sad to see the end of the Sandown 500, at least for now, before it comes a super sprint next year? Yeah, definitely. In the last few years, that that round's really been pretty cool again with mm. the retro staff, everyone dressing up. And, and I think the format got a little better too. So certainly a round I've enjoyed. And the fans always have responded to that the last few years as well. So it'll be really interesting to see how tail and bend goes as an enduro um it's a fantastic track that's for sure but the races have been pretty stale there so mm. i think they're trying to do a soft tire test and stuff like that and certainly that'll make it better will the downforce changes help with that at Taylor next year yeah, yeah i hope so because yeah. this year you couldn't do yeah. anything yeah, yeah. follow so yeah. it needs it Definitely. Hey, Shane, thanks very much for your time. Before you go, I do have to find out who is the most famous name in your phone. <laughs> well, it's probably a boring answer, but yeah, it's probably Craigo. <laughs> right. Yeah. So, he? You know, you go, everywhere you go, you know, airports, everything, the guy's getting hassled. So, <laughs> you know, he's probably, he's probably the most famous guy I know. Fair <laughs> enough, fair enough, and a good one to yeah. know too. Hey, Shane, thanks for your time, and enjoy uh, the celebrations as they wrap up from Gold Coast, and we'll catch you here at Sandown. Awesome. Thanks, Thanks, Shane. All right, our thanks to Shane Van Gisberg. And he, uh, he says that he doesn't really enjoy the media stuff, but he's doing it well these days, that's for sure. Um, Leah, I wanted to ask you, first time I've seen you since GRM, news how did that go down with you the farewell and the way it was received up on the gold coast yeah that's it's hard to take really because they've been such a massive part of the sport for you know the whole time i've ever been watching and and gary's always been a a talent spotter um, someone that brings the young blokes into the sport and it's going to be a massive shame to lose that but from my point of view without grrm i i don't think i would have made it into supercars. You, you know, wouldn't, I wouldn't be have sitting got here the hosting the podcast. I would have been a punter sitting on standing <laughs> next to the fence. But yeah, so Gary gave me my shot, you know, when no one else was, was willing to. And, and that's been the same story for so many people. So I've got a lot to thank Gary for and GRM. Um, had a lot of fun years there. And um, yeah, I, I'd, I'd like to see them come back. You know, I'd like to see them come back in a few years when the time is right for them. Um, you know, I think Gary was probably tipping in, certainly when I was there, there were a couple of years where he tipped in a little bit of his own money to make ends meet. And now Gary's, uh, sorry, Barry, his son is now running the place and he probably runs it more like a business. So if the team's losing money, uh, it, it doesn't stand up. It's, it's, inher- it's his inheritance that's, it's, yeah, <laughs> that's, that's right. down yeah, the train. Yeah. It takes out of his will. <laughs> <laughs> um, Chaz's crash. That was a monster. He's had a, a, a couple of challenging events, I think it's fair to say. How, how's he doing? Uh, the debrief, how's the car, et cetera? Yeah, look, uh, Chaz, you know, took that one pretty hard. You know, the um, he... I think he was on for a really strong weekend at Gold Coast and he's always been strong there. He won last year. Um, and he was on for another good one, but yeah, he just puts it all on the line and 
you know, for from a spectator's point of view, I think it's fantastic to see. Um, but for him to finish in the top three, he he needed that round. Yeah. I think you know he's probably too far away now. But uh, yeah, it's a, it was a shame and and the end of a very good chassis for him and um, for the team. Mm. So yeah, I think uh, I I think he he pushes so hard. You know, he puts he he doesn't leave anything on the table, and a little bit like Scotty as well. Um, but Chaz, after the Bathurst, he was probably feeling it. And then, you know, to have that one as well, uh, he's, he, uh, certainly probably needs a confidence booster now for Sandown. Um, but I'm sure he'll come back strong again and, um, and, and in a good place. Plenty of runoff at Sandown. That helps. What, yeah. what, what cars he got? So we're fortunate enough to have the, the wild card car that Thomas Randall ran, uh, so that one's not too far away. I think yeah. there's a couple of things they need to do with that. Um, the, the other one's been parked up in the shed for now, just, just put to the side until the end of the year and see what they can salvage from that. But yeah, that, that's, uh, that's a fairly sad end to that one. Fair enough. It is time, that time of the week for the lethal weapon. It's time for the nice guy of supercars to fire up. <laughs> it's the loud pedals lethal weapon. Not really firing up too much this week. I don't have too much on, but I want some clarity over team orders. Yeah, there's been a lot of chat about it since Gold uh, since Bathurst. What what's team orders and what's not? Is a team order coming to pit lane this lap, or is it swap positions out on track, or is it hold the you know the rest of the bunch up so that the you know the first car doesn't have to. Um, or gets an advantage and the second car doesn't have to double stack. Um, we need clarity on it. And I think they are looking at it and they want to, they want to announce something to, to clarify what team orders are. But again, on the weekend at Gold Coast, we saw, and Shane just chatted about it mm. then on the Saturday, he, he wasn't allowed to pass Jamie on Sunday. The same thing happened and they were told that over the radio. So there's team orders. Yeah, so it's, it's evident and he's, it's admitted. They're not trying to hide it. That's yeah. right. And, and, the rule is that from uh, the way I interpret it, you can't be told a team order that will affect the running order of the race. So in my opinion, that does, that does affect mm. it. So I think, you know, it's very hard in, in motorsport to, uh, to really rule that whole thing out and have you know, no team orders because what will happen is you'll get, multi 21s happening, yeah. you know, the code names, yeah. Yeah. um, you can't really rule it out, but there needs to be more clarity on what a team order is. Well, we've seen it before, haven't we? Where teams have blatantly swapped position because it's helped and fair enough too. If, it, if it's yeah. within the rules and you can, can get away with it, then, then fair enough. But what, what are the solutions? Cause like you said, where there's a will, there's a way. So how do mm. we, how do we get around it? I. Uh, it's a really hard one. It's yeah. a really hard one. I don't know what the answer is, but because think about the betting. That's right. Yeah, it... you know, if, if you've punted on the weekend mm. on Saturday's race and you've backed Shane and Gar, mm-hmm. and they've got the fastest car at the end, and they're told not to overtake, you'd be filthy. Like, yeah. there's some serious sort of connotations within that, aren't there? There are, yeah, and and it mostly comes from the betting side. Mm. Um, I mean, Bathurst was a clear example of that that affected the whole running order. I think in that case, that's completely different to what happened on the weekend yeah. because it affected so many people's running order. Um, whereas at the Gold Coast, it was just 
into team, you know, it yeah. was just two cars in the same team. They didn't actually you. swap positions. No, so they I don't didn't. know if that, does that in your mind make a difference? Uh, swapped or it's still... I don't think so. Okay. Yeah. No, I don't think so. I mean, it, even if let's say, uh, you know, Shane had a shot in the championship and Jamie was leading on the, on the, um, on the Saturday, which was happening. Um, I would have thought if, if, if Shane had a chance of winning this championship and the team thought he had a genuine chance of winning, they would have let Shane through, you know. And, See, they'd and, want to hope that he doesn't bin at Scott. No. Uh, or he's not too unwell. <laughs> if he loses unwell by a couple to, of points. Exactly. That he's yeah, not too unwell to yeah. race at Sandown or something like that. Yeah, that's right. So, yeah, it's a it's a really hard one, but um, there needs to be more clarity because there were there were times over the weekend where we weren't allowed to tell, but, you know, that um, Randall was getting held up by Alex at one point and we wanted to let him through. You know, right. we wanted to give, get him waved through, but – we couldn't say anything on the radio. So in our opinion, that was going to be team orders, whereas Triple Eight didn't seem to think that that was an issue. Right. Um, you know, they, they so said you're it confused. clearly. Teams are clearly confused then. Clearly yeah. confused. You know, we don't know what's right and what's wrong. And um, so there, there just needs to be clarity over it. Um, I think, you know, everyone needs to come to some kind of agreement on, on what team orders are and what, what they're not, whether you're allowed to swap uh, swap positions within a team. Um, I think if it affects others, then mm. I think that should be a penalty. Yeah. Uh, whereas if it's just into team, then yeah, I, I think that's fair enough. But then you've got the betting side of it, which is effects as well. Yeah. All right. Let's have a look at the standing. Scott McLaughlin over Shane Van Gisbergen by 463 points. Of course, 300 points up for grabs at Newcastle. So that margin 300 points. It needs to be underneath that or it is game, set, and match at Sandown next round. Jamie Wincup in third from Fabian Coulthard, Dave Reynolds. Mostert down to sixth from Waters, Perkhat, Davison. Lee Holdsworth in tenth and James Courtney is chasing him hard but a little bit behind at the moment. Don't forget you to subscribe through your preferred podcast platform so you don't miss an episode. Our next regular show will be after Sandown. Lee, good luck at Sandown. Get that trophy, hey? I'll be pushing hard. And when you do, bring it in here and have it on the desk. Yeah, yeah, we'll have have a big drink out of it. We will, we will. (laughs) That'll be good. All right, this has been the Loud Pedal Podcast brought to you by Super Cheap Auto.